Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode is from a session that I moderated at the Louisiana Football Coaches Association Clinic. And this one is with Terry Joseph from the University of Texas. He's an outstanding defensive secondary coach, but in this one he focuses on the player-coach relationship. There's a lot of good takeaways from this short segment, and the entire talk is available on CoachTube. The link is in the show notes. Enjoy. First of all, I started off sitting in the same seats that you guys are at. You know, I started coaching my coaching career at Archbishop Shaw High School, um, my alma mater. Then I moved on to Destrehan. And those were uh, great years of my life life where I learned a lot about people, um, teaching, also learning and and developing relationships and building those relationships. And that's what I want to talk about um, tonight. Uh, The work of a high school coach, the job of a high school coach is unlimited. It's infinite because there's so many hats that guys have to wear, especially I think in the state of Louisiana, being going around the country, recruiting different places. It's a a challenge to be a a classroom teacher, uh, run the weight room, uh, be the bus driver, get kids uh, to seven on seven, uh, take them to summer school, and you still have families at home that you got to take care of. So my hat's off to you guys for all the sacrifices that you guys go through um, being a coach. Um, And then to do it during COVID. I mean, there is no playbook for a pandemic. And so to have to be flexible and adjust and the daily changes that we got to go through uh, only makes it that much more difficult, but you guys have stayed the course and your players uh, definitely deserve it. If you'd have told me 15 years ago that I I would have lived through Katrina and a pandemic, I'd have said no way, but here we are today and we just got to find a way to keep on going. As we get into talking about relationships, the one thing I want to emphasize to everyone is never underestimate the value of your relationships with your players. I mean, these relationships are huge and my coaches have had a tremendous impact uh, on my life and my career. Um, Started from Little League all the way through my professional career. I mean, Coach Hank at Shaw, I still talk to him two or three times a week. Uh, Jay Roth, he was uh, my position coach in high school, still talk to him on a regular basis. And um, my baseball coach in high school, Pat O'Shea, uh, he passed away a few years ago, but I, as an adult, I remain close to those guys because of the impact that they had on my life. So never, never undervalue 
uh, the relationship that you're building with your players. Okay. And so as we get started here talking about building relationships, I think when you start talking about the relationships with players, you're really talking about three main components. And number one is communication and trust. And that's going to be a hard one. And we'll talk about it later because in, the, in these days, 2021, the guys really don't know how to communicate well. And so we have to do a great job as coaches of really showing them the way of the proper way to communicate you know, with social media, uh, with cell phones, face-to-face, eye-to-eye communication uh, is not real strong in, in our society. So as, as coaches, it's up to us uh, to show them the way how to uh, communicate in, in a proper manner. Trust you're going to develop that over time, right? You got to be patient and work my way to that, that feeling that they trust you. You know, you can't rush that. That's just going to happen. Um, I think number two is understanding that all of the players are different, you know, for all different reasons, they're different. And then realizing that they know, they know a lot more than we give them credit for most of the time. So I think as a coach, those three things are the things that I'll focus on communication and trust, understanding that they're all different and realizing uh, that they know. You know, when we talk about communication, it's a two-way two street, but often um, that communication from the player is not direct. Um, as a coach, you almost got to be a, a private investigator because you got to sometimes figure things out based on the nonverbal communication, uh, classroom performance, bad moods, why are they mood swings? So, is a two-way street. However, you're going to have to do more poking and priding uh, to get information because they're not going to give that communication to you. And so as a coach, always got to have my antennas up for things that seem a little out of whack. And, you know, these days we read stories every day about uh, a little thing uh, becoming a big thing. And so uh, we got to keep paving away on that two-way street, if that makes sense. Uh, the communication and trust re requires constant consistent attention because you can't take anything for granted. And, you know, one thing I, I have a rule with my players that we don't text DM uh, bad, bad news. Like we always have face-to-face -face conversations, whether I have bad news for them or they have bad news for me. And I think that's kind of building um, them to be better communicators, like forcing them to look you in the eye and, and have some tough conversations with them because as they become a man and, and grow up, as an adult, they're gonna to have to have those uh, conversations face to face. Um, I think all players wanna be treated fair, and but they also wanna to be told the truth. They don't wanna be um, living a, a dream that's not a reality. And I think as coaches, it's our job to uh, give them what is really realistic. And you don't wanna kill their dreams, but I think also we have to shape it to where, hey, this is possible, this is not possible, and let them understand that, hey, this is probably the, the maximum that you can get, and this is the minimum, because I think uh, this society is a little overblown on everybody being superstars, and I think they want to hear the truth, and I think they will appreciate that, maybe not tomorrow, but as the relationship builds, they will, um, and that last bullet point, it's huge for me. Take the message, not the method. And this for me uh, comes into play because a lot of the players treat me like a man, treat me like respect. Uh, don't disrespect me talking to me that way. And I tell them a story all the time. It, it, it's real simple for me. And I ask, them, I ask my players, 
if I offered you a million dollars, would you take it? And all of them says, oh, yeah, coach, I'll definitely take a million dollars. And I said, okay, I'm going to mail a check from California to Louisiana. Would you still take the million dollars? They're like, yeah, I would, coach. I said, okay, I'm going to give you a million dollars in pennies. And I'm going to drive it from Colorado uh, to Louisiana. And it's going to take me five days. Would you still take the million dollars? They're like, yeah, coach. I said, okay. I'm going to give you a direct deposit and it'll be there instantly. Would you still take the million dollars? They're like, yeah. And they look at me like, so what's the point? And my point to them is that take the message. You took the million dollars with every, any method that I gave the million dollars to you, you took the million dollars. Take, do the same thing with the message. Was I screaming? Was I use not so good language? Was I write it down? Was I text you? Take the message not necessarily the method. And so I think that's important for players to understand that the information I'm giving you is, is not to upset you. Take the message that I'm trying to give you, and then I think we can benefit um, from that. So that last bullet uh, to me uh, is, is very, very important. I think the next part of developing these relationships is us understanding as coaches that all of our players they're, they're different, very different, probably for a number of reasons, you know, background, um, their situation, um, their socioeconomic situation, how many parents are at home, what neighborhood they live in, um, do they have a girlfriend, do they not have a girlfriend, big family, small family. There are so many differences in players and they're going to react different ways that we have to go to the next bullet. We have to personalize how we develop our relationship. Because if we go with the cookie cutter relationship, it becomes bland, it becomes fake. And players want authentic, genuine relationships. They don't want a guy just to treat every player the same way, yet every player is different. So I think when you um, take the time and the energy to personalize your approach, those relationships are going to grow and they're probably going to grow uh, a lot faster um, than normal. And then I think being flexible. I think you have to be flexible um, with all of these things because um, the world's changing day by day, sometimes hour by hour. And so I think as a coach, um, I don't want to say we got to get new school a little bit, but we have to be a little bit flexible in dealing with these young men and women because um, they're going through a lot. And I think as a coach, we have to be able to um, work around some things to make it a productive environment for our players. Personalizing it, being flexible, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of energy. But again, I, I, I really believe um, that last bullet, the return, uh, will be huge. And so just taking the time to personalize it, I think you're going to have a huge investment. They know and they want. And what I mean by that is um, they know they know more than we give them credit for. They're very perceptive. They're all they might not uh, speak it, but they see it. And they most of the time they do what they see. So um, we have to realize that um, I think all players definitely want feedback, um, but they want that feedback packaged in a, in, in, um, a nice uh, gift basket for them, if so to speak. Um, you know, harsh uh, criticism, 
there's times for it, but I think there's different ways that you can give them feedback that they can benefit from, and then they can understand what they have to uh, work on or what needs to be done. So I think the feedback is very critical in almost every situation, uh, using almost every uh, opportunity as a learning opportunity. And then they want a voice. I mean, we've seen that a ton in 2020. Um, these guys have uh, these platforms that they feel like um, they have a voice. And I think as a coach, giving them a voice can be an ally, a benefit to the relationship and a program, because I think that gives uh, the players ownership in the relationship and the organization. And it gives them uh, buy-in to the program that, hey, this is my program. This is our program. It's not just the coaches. It's not just the players, the principal, the athletic director. It is our program. And hey, we all want a voice. We all want to be heard. And I think when every when it's cohesive and everybody understands, yeah, you had you had a voice. Your opinion was heard. However, this is what we're doing moving forward. When the communication and the trust is there, I think we can voice our opinions. We might not agree. However, for the best of our relationship, the best of our team, this is how we're gonna move forward. And I think when communication's clean and clear, the trust is there, everybody can have a voice understanding that we all have one common goal, whether it's family, team, or business organization, and we're never will sacrifice that goal. But I think giving them a voice is very critical. Thank you again for listening to the Coach and Coordinator podcast. Again, the entire talk is available on CoachTube. The link is in the show notes. Stay tuned for new episodes of All In on Offense and Deep Dive on Defense, as well as new coach interviews. Follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.